Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in New York. I'm Amy Keene. Today we're taking a look at the man whose guilty plea has implicated President Donald Trump in a hush money scheme. Today, as you heard, Michael Cohen pled guilty to eight felony charges. The charges against Michael Cohen came on the same afternoon as a Virginia jury convicted Mr. Trump's former campaign manager, Paul Manafort, of tax evasion and bank fraud. In light of these guilty verdicts, I spoke with the FT's New York correspondent, Joshua Chaffin, about Michael Cohen, his relationship with the president, and how the details revealed in the charging document from the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York paint the picture of a man who had been playing by the rules of his one-time mentor. Joshua, on Tuesday evening, Michael Cohen, Trump's longtime lawyer, pled guilty to arranging payments at the direction of his former boss during the 2016 campaign. This is believed to have been to silence two women who alleged they had had affairs with Trump. And this is the same man who once said he would take a bullet for Donald Trump. So how did Cohen go from being Trump's confidant to implicating the president in this hush money scheme? Well, as you point out, it is an extraordinary turn of events and a turn of allegiances, a breaking of allegiances in that Mr. Cohen, who really admired Mr. Trump for years, modeled himself after him, tried to display the same sort of bravado um, and really turn himself into a kind of New York character along the lines of Mr. Trump and, and went to work for him, is now one of the biggest threats, I suppose, facing his presidency. And I think the answer to the question of how he turned uh, really is to do with the prosecutors and the investigation. And if you read the charging sheets that they put out yesterday and listen to his confession, you just see the amount of detail information that they have against him for bank fraud, for tax evasion, and most importantly, for um, campaign finance violations. So he is now um, facing years in prison, and I think he has probably uh, rightly concluded that his best hope of of avoiding that is going to work with the government and trying to cooperate against the president in their inquiry. And so you write in your piece that in doing so, he's essentially taken a page out of the Trump playbook. What do you mean by that? Well, if you read the narrative of the charges, one thing that comes through beyond these these very uh, salacious charges and events is the way that Michael Cohen has carried out these crimes, and he has done it to some degree in following some of the rules that Trump uh, set out in his book, Art of the Deal, uh, and some of his sort of rules for business, one of them always using other people's money whenever you can to shield yourself from losses and protect your uh, your own downside. And I think most notably the money that Michael Cohen paid to silence one of these women it wasn't money that came from his own pocket or even his own income, but it was actually money that he obtained from a home equity credit line, which itself was obtained fraudulently because it was based on other bank loans that Cohen had not been forthcoming about, uh, millions and millions of dollars in different bank loans that he'd wrapped together over the years and hadn't um, had not disclosed. So he pays the money out of there and then 
through a series of transactions, he not only pays off Stormy Daniels, but he also manages a big fee for himself along the way. And then another thing that is very Trumpian, I suppose, in the way that he's operated is the way that he is colluding with the media, the tabloid media. And this is something uh, that Donald Trump has been known for doing throughout his career. And he talks about this in Art of the Deal, that he doesn't have necessarily great affection for the press, but he understands the utility of the press and that he could spend money to buy ads in newspapers to publicize his developments, or he could give interviews or make headlines and get even more attention for free. And so over the years, he's always worked very closely with the tabloid. And in this case, it's another case of working very closely with a tabloid. Prosecutors uh, say it was the National Enquirer. In this case, not to get exposure, but to try to limit uh, harmful stories and have the Enquirer root out any of these damaging stories before they come to light and essentially pay off the subjects of these stories before they can they can damage Mr. Trump. And this happens in the weeks, according to prosecutors, right before the election, so at a very sensitive moment. And so, you know, if Cohen said that he made these payments at the direction of the president who was at the time a candidate for federal office, what does this mean for the president? It's a very good question. Cohen's lawyer, soon after his plea, raised this question in a tweet, basically saying, if Michael Cohen has admitted to committing this felony crime of uh, campaign finance abuse, then hasn't Donald Trump or isn't Donald Trump guilty of the same thing if he, in fact, is the one who directed uh, Michael Cohen to do this? So I think legally, this is one of the most direct challenges and threats now to President Trump that we've seen in these investigations. Michael Cohen, if he is to be believed, has directly implicated the president in campaign finance violation. And then lastly, you know, Tuesday was a it was a busy news day. Within a few minutes of the Cohen verdict, Paul Manafort, the former campaign chairman of the Trump campaign, was also indicted, also happened to be on eight counts. And that was in relation to the special counsel, Robert Mueller's investigation into possible collusion with Russia. Is there any indication that Cohen is now going to be cooperating with that investigation in any way or have anything to offer? He is certainly trying to cooperate and advertising his usefulness in cooperating uh, through Lanny Davis. And one of the most striking things was that his lawyer, Lanny Davis, after the confession, advertised that Michael Cohen had very interesting and useful information for the prosecutors, not only for these campaign finance violations, but also, he said, for Russian collusion. So this is the place where the two big investigations really draw together, where we get to the heart of the matter. So it's not just a question of campaign finance or tax evasion, but where we're talking about the issue of malign Russian involvement in the election. And Michael Cohen's lawyer has Uh, said very clearly that he has interesting and useful information for prosecutors about this. In particular, he has talked about the meeting, the famous meeting at Trump Tower, and suggested that Mr. Trump had knowledge of this meeting. So that will be probably the key focus in the weeks and months ahead, whether Cohen has the goods and whether or not he has supplied them to, to Mr. Mueller. A profound development indeed. Thanks for your time. Thank you. 
You can read more on this ongoing story at FT.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with more news, but in the meantime, if you're not already an FT subscriber, do take a look at our latest offer, which you can find at FT.com forward slash offer. <laughs>